It's Mark and Shane on the Gentleman's Club. Hey everybody, Mark Myra here. Welcome to the Gentleman's Club podcast. Solo, doing it alone here. Sorry, Shane. Get the hell out of here. It's all Mark, baby. No, here's the deal. Shane and I, we are very, we're busy boys, you know? Shane's living that wedding lifestyle, all of his weekends taken up, and I, uh, oh, I have my big 34th birthday today, that, not today, this week, yesterday, that um, took up some space. Basically, we couldn't get, we couldn't pencil each other in for our big, our big schedules. Couldn't, we, couldn't pen, we couldn't make time for each other. So we said, you know what? The Patreon people, you're putting your hard-earned dollars, your $4 a month, towards uh, towards listening to our podcast. So why don't we release something where it's both of us doing separate podcasts, and then we're gonna, we'll are gonna we just play them back-to-back, right? All right, we'll see how this works out. Look, everybody loves Shane and I together. Oh, my gosh. The chemistry. The chemistry between us. That was actually, you know what? When we had a show together, when we had a show together... Um, that was like the biggest compliment that we would we would get from people, whether it's like record reps or other radio people. They would talk to our bosses and they would say, you know, that Mark and that Shane, they have some some great chemistry together. They're, it's like they're they're actually friends, which uh, which that's a huge compliment. You know, you listen to a lot of radio shows, and it's not that they don't like each other. It's just. They, they just don't care, you know? They don't care. They're not friends or anything. They're just in a room. It's like just putting two random people in a room, and it's like, just do stuff. Talk, talk about Cuomo. You know, that's pretty much what radio is right now. Um, either way, so that was like the thing. Like, your, their chemistry, Mark and Shane's chemistry is great. Um, I think the problem, the problem that we ran into is like, you can have great chemistry all you want, but if you're spending... Every single hour of your show talking about diarrhea and Taco Bell and Taco Bell and diarrhea and kind of mixing the two together, you know, you end up getting fired. That's all. You just end up getting fired from your radio position. Regardless, so we have we had that great chemistry and Shane and I are going, you know what? What if we had separate shows with zero chemistry? Because you got we're not going to be doing our podcast together. And that is what you are currently listening to. Um, so we had the the roast of Rochester last week, and uh, I I had a great time there. I think it was a, a big success, and I thank everybody that came out and enjoyed the show and watched the show, and and you know really appreciate you guys spending a little money to, to come inflate our egos and everything. And it was nice to, to talk to everybody that came up to and talk to us. It was very nice. It was a great experience. I love, I love doing the roast of Rochester and, you know, uh, you know, uh, Shane and I doing shows together and everything. But, um, here's what needs to stop happening. This is what needs to stop. Okay. You guys need to stop encouraging my wife, Lily, to do her own podcast, to do her own podcast. And, and it's a lot of you ladies out there, a lot of ladies going, oh, we need more Lily. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Is it not good enough that uh, uh, me and Shane do a podcast for you every single week where we talk about what position our penis is in? Oh, I'm sorry. Does that not uh, uh, satiate your entertainment appetite? You need a female voice in your life? And you want it to be Lily Myra's? That's all fine and dandy, but she can get her own Patreon. Thank you very much. She can make her own money doing that. I don't know why I need to be involved. I would be more up for it if um, she uh, if she was the one that actually knew how to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, look, I would have to set up the computer. I would have to set up the microphone. I would have to set up what she's going to... Like, look, if I didn't set up what she was going to talk about, she'd just be giggling through the entire thing. All right? So... Yeah, you guys can't you can't go inflate Lily's ego like that. She already thinks she's the greatest. And look, I married look, I married her, okay? I think she's at least all right. You know? I I'm I went hey, I wanna marry you for the rest of my life so that we can live together, sit down on the couch with the TV on, the food channel. And then ignore each other while looking at our phones. I want to do that with you every single day, Lily Myra. And even, you know, even I'm not encouraging a podcast situation. She's already on the night cruise and podcast. It's on the Patreon. All right, you're getting enough. Look, she she runs that freaking podcast. That whole podcast is her just talking about how, like, how freaking hot Tom Cruise is, okay? You need more of that in your life? Trying to cause me a headache here? Regardless, so yeah, Rose to Rochester had a lot of fun. Like Adam Chodak killed it. We had Megan Carter; she killed it, um, and uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. So I I, I uh, thank all the people that came out to that Rose to Rochester. Now, this is a this is a little. Oh wait, oh this is what I want to talk about. Okay, birthday had my birthday, my thirty fourth. And I think I've kind of, the problem with people is they can't calibrate correctly. They can't calibrate correctly. Like, I'll give you an example, and I'll put this one on me. If, if, if you know, I'm on a big old taco kick, okay? And every month I'm doing taco dinners for three or four times a month. After a while, you know, probably people get sick of tacos and they go, hey, you know, Mark, take it easy on the tacos. What are you, you know, a a Southern California food truck? What are you trying to do here? Let's let's take it easy on the taco. Well, in my head, that'll trigger something where I I autocorrect too much and then I won't make tacos for like half a year. And now we're taco-less, okay? I feel like people have kind of done that with my birthday a little bit. Because I'm not, I'm not big into getting. You know, I don't need a ton of of gifts. I don't want a ton of gifts. I don't. You know, all the gifts. It's just all Star Wars shit. First off, you know, it's just people going like they they cla- they grab onto that one thing they sort of know about you. That one thing they sort of know about you, and they just give you a gift based around that. Like the, just the amount of like like Star Wars clothes I have. <laughs> Star Wars toys and like I had been fired from the radio like you know last year I I spent an entire year not on the radio right I still got a present of that was that was like 
they were what are these called where you put your cups on them to, so they don't uh, they don't put a ring around your table. I don't know cup stages, you know. See, <laughs> what? Well, see, this is why we need Shane on the show because I don't know words. The little square things you put them on the table, and then you can put your cup on it. Is that that called? That's not called a cup holder, is it? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Things to keep cup rings off your table. What are those called? Cup coasters. Coasters. I got some coasters for Christmas when I was not on the air anymore and fired from radio. That were radio based because the people give you nobody knows anything about you. Like, think about your significant other. Do you know what, what they want for Christmas? Do you know what they want for your birthday or their birthday? No. That's why it was so good. Oh, man. I like I like all the, the ways that we can get movies and TV shows and music nowadays, but it was such an easy grab to go like, oh, they like this movie? Okay, I'm going to get them Harry Potter 37 on DVD. You know? Like, it was nice to be able to go get a CD or a DVD for somebody. I'm not saying I'm not saying it in some like obnoxious like nostalgic way like oh in the good old days in the good old days we used to listen to our Limp Biscuit on an old CDR. Now I I, I don't walk man like I don't care about that. It was just nice to have that as a gift to give. You know because it's just something fit like a book. Oh you're into this. Here you go. Now you can't do that. You know. But think of how hard it is to buy gifts for somebody. Even your significant other or even your mom or your dad. Do you really know what to buy them? And that's, those are the people you know the best. Like, I, I supposedly am supposed to know my dad pretty pretty good. Like, know a lot about his life. Me and my siblings, we went out and bought him one of those huge turkey deep fryers. And I've never seen a man so upset about something. So like, like he didn't yell at us, but I could just see like, you know, that feeling where like you feel like the blood rush out of your head and it just like it gets cold and you start sweating out of your hair, you know, and you get the narrow field of vision. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out. He got that reaction to us getting this because rightfully so. Now he's looking at this. and He's like, I have to find like 12 gallons of canola oil and deep fry a turkey for these savages. He knew he knew he didn't want to do that. All he's thinking is he's going to light the freaking house on fire. You know? We got him that. That is somebody that I'm supposed to know. Lily's supposed to know me. And yeah, she'll ask and you'll give her suggestions. Oh, I want socks. I want some underwear. But she knows she has to also surprise me on top of that. So I was just getting gifts for years and years. And not that they weren't nice gifts, but they were just like, you know, how many pairs of Star Wars socks can I have? type of thing so I told her I was like just take it easy on the gifts like I don't need I don't need gifts I hardly even need like you know do I really need even even a party because there's times where like for my 30th she threw me a surprise party it's like what are we doing why are you putting yourself through this because then she comes out the other end of it feeling owed you know she just I mean rightfully so she just spent four weeks creating a surprise party for me you're going to come out the end of that going, oh, oh boy, when it's my birthday, Mark better pull all the stops type of thing. You know, you know, and yes, I married to a Boston trucker. Okay. Yes. That's who Lily is. 
And honestly, that would be a pretty good podcast. So maybe she should get a podcast. But she comes out the end of it feeling owed. And I understand that. I get it. So that's why I told her, I was like, hey, you know, let's just take it easy on my birthday. Let's just take it easy. I don't need all this crap. I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your birthday after the age of 12, you know? Unless you're like Max Guinea and you guys are big into the Keen Sierras, whatever. But after your bat mitzvah, let's just move on. Let's not worry about birthdays. Or at least you shouldn't care about your birthday that much. But Lily has auto-corrected, I feel like, a little too much. She actually got me a really good gift, but, like, she didn't even acknowledge it was my birthday until, like, 4 p.m. It's like, look, at least shoot me a text while I'm at work where it's just like, hey, happy B-day. How you doing? Oh, hey, it's your birth. Like, at least, like, I'm not asking for too much. I wasn't asking for any preferential treatment. Not like I got breakfast in bed for my birthday or anything. But maybe just a simple acknowledgement of it would have been nice, Lily. She doesn't listen to this. She doesn't give it. She doesn't care. So, um, but Lily did get me a good gift. I um, I needed headphones. I know this sounds lame. Again, birthdays like I don't, I don't care too much. I don't need too much of stuff. But um, I needed headphones, and I and and I got the iPhone. So like the the, the normal whatever the normal pluggy thing of a headphone doesn't work. You have to like everything's just the the charging port. So I needed those headphones. I was like, hey, give me give me some of the headphones. Like uh, th- that'd be pretty good. I need those. Lily went out and got me the Air AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, the the wireless headphones. And I know I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like far behind on stuff. I, I I know this is like being like, hey, you you guys, you guys ever heard of flat screen TVs? Like I I understand that this is old technology, but I used the AirPods for the very first time today, and I went running, and I had to be back to the house at a certain time, and I didn't realize that with the AirPods, like they got the little microphone in there, you can just talk to. Again, I know that you guys know this, but this is. I'm discovering this, okay? This is like how Leif Erikson discovered America and then Christopher Columbus came by and pretended like he discovered America even though there was like people living on there. And then, you know, the small pox blankets, I get it, you know, maize, whatever. Um, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. Like, obviously, you've probably already used AirPods and this is just me discovering... I'm Christopher Columbus is what I'm trying to say. I am Christopher Columbus... I'm here to keep the Italians happy and wipe out an entire civilization. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay? So, Lily got me the the AirPods and these things they're they're absolutely they're amazing. Like I was taking calls with them, which I know, like I know. I know what a piece of shit that is. <laughs> like I am like taking calls on the airpods but i'm taking calls on these things i'm like talking to siri i'm like siri uh, what time is it and she like tells you what time it is but you don't have to like touch anything you just walk you're walking around like you're i don't know you feel like you're um jason Bourne or something like you feel like you're a superhero almost you have like technology in your ear that you can access at any point i might i might turn into one of those douchebags where i go full like I want to become one of the Apple cyborgs. And you can become one yourself. And and this is not an advertisement for, for Apple products, but you can become an Apple cyborg. You got the AirPods. 
you can talk to your phone from there. You got the uh, the 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 watch, the Apple Watch. You can do whatever the hell that does. I don't know what does it do. It, it tells the time. You can read text. It takes your pulse. Takes a urine sample. You know. Whatever, whatever it does, I don't know. Like it, everybody just talks about like those Apple watches, like the, always saying that they're saving people's lives. It's like Billy went out, Billy went out rock climbing and he fell, and and the Apple Watch felt that his pulse was not going off anymore, and the pulse was gone, so it called his wife and they airlifted him to Strong Hospital, like. The, apparently it's like Superman and like you can and, and again this is not an advertisement if you fall off the off of a cliff please do not depend on your Apple watch to save you I probably made that entire story up but you get the airpods you get the Apple watch and then you hook yourself up with the Google glasses are there Apple glasses yet I just realized I'm trying to build the cyborg here but Apple doesn't have glasses yet or do they let's see let's see if Apple has glasses Apple glasses oh okay they're coming out with apple glasses oh baby we're gonna be oh 2023 we can't be a full-on cyborg until 2023 they're gonna have an apple vr headset in there oh you got to combine the two okay dude i honestly this is the thing i can't wait till this future i can't I can't wait until our bodies are pointless. I mean, we're already halfway there. You know, how much are you how much are you really using your body? Oh, what? To hug your children? Screw that. Kids don't want to be hugged. Kids want to be left alone with their with with their uh their iPads, okay? Playing Roblox. At least that's my kids. That's how we parent, you know, on this side of the tracks in Chile. But um yeah, I just because right now what are we doing? We got the Apple, we got the AirPods, we got the Apple Watch, we got we're gonna have Apple the, the glasses soon, so that it's like controlling all of your senses, but and stuff. But we need to get to the we need to get to the Matrix point. You know, we need to get to the point of the Matrix where we just have our brains connected to a computer and we could just turn into the singularity. You know, put a tube down my freaking throat. Pump me full of like sludge and whatever swell you have, whatever garbage with all the vitamins you have. You know, I won't taste anything. Put a tube up my butt, let it suck out all the poop. Put a catheter in me, and just you know, all the all you really need, is, all your body needs, if your mind is taken care of, right? If you're in the singularity, you're in the matrix. You're in, you're plugged into the computer, right? All you really need to worry about for your body is food getting in, nutrients getting in to keep that heart pumping and keep the brain going. And then basically the rest is taking care of whatever other liquids ooze out of your body. Because that's all your body is. Your body is just different liquids oozing out of different holes. You got tears, you got snot, you got, you know, spit and, and whatever. As long as you got to, you know, as long as all those liquids are being taken care of, you're good right and your and your brain's being taken care of you're good and it's going to be different than the matrix like i love the idea with the matrix is that everybody's plugged in and then the thing that everybody's choosing to to be very good at is gun fu like we all just saw a john woo movie and we we're like yes this i could have i could have anything i could be anybody i can have anything in the world 
my 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 deepest darkest desires they, those can be constantly happening to me at a constant basis i could be be the happiest i've ever been yeah that's nice but can i learn some gun foo and just beat some computers up yeah i want to beat i want to beat up a, a a balding white guy in a, in a men in black costume that i just want to do that yeah, look, I get it. I could be in a perpetual state of orgasm. I understand that. A perpetual state of orgasm while having pizza slammed into my stupid face. I understand that I could just have all my pleasure, uh, my uh, my pleasure sensories going off at all, all times. I get that. I get that. But I would just really like to learn Kung Fu. I want to be able to jump across buildings. That's where the Matrix got it wrong. Nobody wants to learn martial arts, okay? Especially Kung Fu. Come on, we're trapped to the dogma. The dogma of karate. You know, <laughs> you people know what I'm talking about. Either way, so I'm kind of getting there. You know, I'm kind of getting there with the uh, with the, the AirPods. AirPods, that's what they're called, right? <sighs> what do I want to get it to? Oh, the... Look, can we talk Olympics for just a second? Can we talk Olympics for just one second here? I get that... Um, we need to say that Simone Biles is a, she's a hero and she's brave. She's don't you dare not say Simone Biles is brave, okay? For for dropping out the majority of her events during the Olympics because of her her mental health. I I I I get it. and look, I honestly I don't I don't care. I don't care that Simone Biles didn't do her flippies. I wouldn't do that. Are you like one? The Olympics are sports are dumb. Sports are dumb. Like I'm not, and this isn't like, like oh you jacks, you guys are a bunch of idiots. the The purpose that they serve of is is entertainment, which is always dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, what, this podcast is dumb. Movies are dumb. They're nice to haves. They're not need to haves, right? Like it's nice to have sports. Go for you know. Go forget about your problems. Go forget that climate change is happening and it's going to boil us all in the next fifteen years. And you know, my kids are going to be living a, a Mad Max lifestyle. For you know, it's nice to be able to do that. It's nice to be able to go to a Red Wings game and eat food that will, at some point, give me a, a big old cancerous tumor in my butt. Okay. It's nice to go to, to have that distraction. So sports are dumb. It's it's stupid. They're, they're pointless. It really doesn't matter. Nice to have, right? The Olympics are an even dumber part of that. It's like the dumbest of all the competitions. Like it never makes any money. It like bankrupts countries. And it, it, I I don't know the, the inner workings of it too much, but it seems like whatever the International Olympic Committee, those are the only kind of like winners you know, the winners are just a, a couple of people that are invested in the Olympics and the losers are every single country they go to. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Winter Olympics are in Uganda and because of it, that country no longer exists anymore because they had to build you know, eight bobsled tracks in the middle of, 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 the, of a desert or rainforest. I know so little about Uganda. OK, but either way. So sports are are dumb. So when Simone Biles says that she's not going to compete in certain competitions or certain things for her gymnastics because of her mental health, 
which is where she's going to get hurt because she's got whatever words we've made up, the yips, the spinnies, the twisties, you know, the jackknives, whatever it is. I say good. Good. You know, you, you know what I actively do every day? I actively decide not to do gymnastics. You want to know why I decide not to do gymnastics? Because I will, I will kill myself. I'll have my spine protruding out of my asshole after I tried one of those moves, fell and, and died, you know, or got hit. And just my bone, my bones would be, if you, if you seen the new M. Night movie, I would turn into the hot lady at the end where she just turned into basically a, a, her bones were breaking in a way where she looks like a, a, a swastika, a 3D swastika. That's what I would look like. Because I would get so hurt. So every day I make that decision that Simone Biles made, which is I'm not going to do these flippies because I don't want to die. And that's all she did. And I say, good, because the Olympics don't matter. And whether she gets a gold medal or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it's, and none of that's worth getting hurt for. None of it. None of it's worth dying for. So yeah, good. I'm not judging Simone Biles, sure. But what we're running into now is... This weird situation where, like, if you drop out of something now, like, you're automatically a hero, you know? Like, we had this Canadian diver. We had a Canadian diver that she just, she got a zero. She got a zero on a dive. She jumped off the diving board and she just went feet for, it looked like what what I would do in my pool. Like, it looked uh, the equivalent of what I would do off of a diving board. An Olympic diver, right? And she came out with like a TikTok or Twitter video or something, just a video online saying, just talking about like, I've worked real hard at this and and uh, I, I, I'm doing, I was really good at diving. Like, I don't even know what her point was. Just like, I'm good at that. I like to dive. That's a Canadian. This, I'm sorry. This is a racist Canadian accent. Um, but I like diving. And so we just make mistakes sometimes. And you work so hard. And everybody was kind of doing the same with Simone Piles where they're like, what a hero. What a hero. This diver. I mean, she got a zero. But she's a hero. She's a hero because she made a TikTok video about it. And again, I think the Olympics is stupid. I also think diving is stupid. You know, if you want to get into some water, just go into the water. You don't have to do seven flippies to get in there. It, so I don't care. I don't care that she got a zero, but I also don't care if she got a gold. Like, it, I don't care how many people get a gold. It, it doesn't matter to me. But... She, she isn't a hero just because she was bad at diving, right? This isn't a woman that was just like, I'm not diving. I'm going to throw this match because the you know the Olympics are, are anti-gay, right? You know, or like a protest type of thing. No, she just really sucked at diving, that one dive. Like she did the worst dive I've ever seen in my life. That's not like some hero stuff. Because then, fast forward two days later... The men's like 400 meter relay race where it's like four guys that share the what looks like a grenade from World War II Germany uh, down a track. They came in sixth place. Sixth place. And I guess they were doing bad at handing off the baton. It didn't even fall or anything. They were just bad at it. They got crapped on so hard. Like, oh, look at these lazy idiots. 
They couldn't even win the relay. We're the United States. We should have won the relay. Well, how come what they did is is different than what the diver girl did in Canada, where she jumped and, and got a zero on a dive? Aren't they heroes too then? Oh, look, they tried their best. They worked real hard and, and they messed up a lot. But like now is if you're losing... If you lose, are you automatically, is it like a mental health thing apparently? Like everything about losing, you're going to go like, yeah, I guess it was my, my mental health. Which maybe it could be. I'm not, that's not the disparaging mental health people. I think, or people that need help for their mental health. I think it's disparaging to mental health if every time you lose at something, instead of going, oh, we just lost because this is a stupid game and at some point somebody has to win, right? That's the whole point of a game. There's people that win, there's people that don't win. I think if you point at everything and go, it's the mental health. It's my mental health. That's why, boy, uh, that's why the Cowboys beat the Bills. The Bills were having a bad mental health day. It's like, or that's just part of the the game. Why is that the fault of people that actually have problems when it comes to their mental health again dropping out of something because you can't perform makes more sense to me than performing poorly like doing real bad and because you don't want to take any heat at all you don't want to take any heat going just my anxiety (laughs) oh boy literally flaring up on me either way Again, I mean, I guess it it doesn't even warrant eight minutes of talking about it because, you know, the Olympics are are stupid. We all know they're stupid. Either way, oh, Shane's up next. Let's see what Shane has to talk about. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Shane portion of the Gentleman's Club podcast. My name is Shane. And uh, thank you to everybody that came out to the Roast of Rochester. That is awesome that we still, you know, have people that support the show and want to come out and see us do live comedy, uh, especially while there's a, you know, a Delta Sigma Force Plus uh, COVID variant uh, sweeping the nation. In fact, you guys put your lives at risk to come see some, some song and dance. You know, it's really nice. It's uh, insane to me that we got Adam Chodak to come out. He is, uh, he's awesome. He was a real fun time. He was a, he agreed to do one of the dumbest bits you can do, which is have us write for you. Um, that's a career ender. So I'm glad there wasn't any recordings. I don't think. Um, but goddamn, he's like really handsome. I know that you know you see him on TV and you're like he's a good looking guy, but then you see him in person, you're like oh my god, that is a fucking handsome ass man. Like he is, he's a good looking dude. I had to, he was on stage with us and I felt myself wanting to touch him. And I think I did at one point, like touch his back, which I'm sure he did not enjoy. So apologies to Adam Chodak, apologies to Megan Carter. Uh, she was on stage with us and I said, uh, titty, um, T I T D dy um about 17 times so i think that she's uh, hates my guts again we'll circle back to her but i just wanted to real quick um also apologize to um everybody that came out that tried to talk to mark and i after the show um i just need to remind everybody that mark and i are mutant people we don't know how to interact with other 
human beings. We got into radio because we don't know how to share our feelings or emotions with family or friends or loved ones. We have to um, scream thoughts into the abyss. And by that abyss, I mean a dark studio with nobody else. Um, That's how we communicate, which is not healthy. But so if you came up to us and you said hello, you know, like we just want you to know that we do appreciate you and we apologize that we are the most awkward fucking people in the whole world. And, um, you know, if you took a picture with us, thank you. And we're sorry that it got no likes. There's no way that picture got any likes on your Facebook or Instagram. So thank you for that. Um, so Megan Carter got to meet her officially We've met in passing a few times um, back when I was doing radio still. But here's the thing. Megan was at the time working mornings. I was working afternoon. So whenever we did meet, one of us was exhausted. Um, It was probably me. But so we officially met after the show. And and here's the thing. I met Earl David Reed a few weeks before the roast of Rochester. So now I have officially met... um, both people that Mark is doing his new radio show with, and it is frustrating for me because they are good people. I really wanted to hate their guts, but they're so goddamn nice. They're not like me that could just blow up Mark's career at any moment, you know? They don't have like that thing in their brain where they just want to self-sabotage and bring down everybody around them. You know, they don't have that. They're just like good people and they're good looking people. Um, and I'm not that. So it's like, I'm on the outside looking in now. Mark's like my ex-wife and he's like definitely upgraded. So that's frustrating, you know, but they're good people. And Megan and Carter was a, it's a good sport. And, um, you know, that's awesome. But uh, so I did the uh, Rochester's Funniest Person contest the day before the roast of Rochester. And um, I don't, we don't need to keep on bringing this up, but I did not win that. Um, and I, I say we don't need to keep on bringing that up. The people at Comedy at the Carlson <laughs> need to stop bringing it up to me. Because uh, that night, right, when I. Uh, came in second place they told me that I lost by six votes so I assumed it was six people but no it was they clarified it the day of the roast of Rochester they said oh no no it was six points you know so what you lost by was two people so I wish they didn't tell me that because now I have to hate um, every single couple I've ever met in my entire life uh, that didn't come out to the show because you know Silver medals are nice if you like having things that you can throw into the garbage. Um, gold is all that matters. That's all that matters. That's what we did. We not learn that from Simone Biles. That's what I took away from that whole story with her and her brain. You know the stress. We need the gold, baby. <laughs> Stupid. Anywho, did those two shows right? Um, Russ Rochester, Rochester's funniest person. I'm not in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm a professional comedian. I'm not saying that those are like, you know, theater. I'm not Sebastian Maniscalco, right? You know, I'm not doing, I'm not Louis C.K. We're doing the Kodak Center. That's happening next month, which is wild. But uh, I'm just saying, 
did those two shows and then Saturday and Sunday I was dead to the world. I was just I got sick. I was sick until like Tuesday. I think it was just like it was a lot of adrenaline and dopamine and you know, it's a, it's a lot to do those shows. It's an emotional roller coaster and I'm not saying that I understand why comedians do the things they do, but I will say that I definitely understand now why so many of them kill themselves. That is just, whoa, that was a lot, you know? That was a, that's a huge spike, and then you're coming way, way down. That is unsustainable. That's literally how they describe heroin. So it's like, yeah, no, I totally, totally get that now. R.I.P. everybody. Um, here's a baby update. You know, we'll we'll train we'll, we'll change uh, tracks here. Baby update. Wife's doing good. Um, she is now peeing three times a night. I'm pooping four times a day, which is I'm not making that up. I got home from work today, and I pooped twice in one hour, and like full poops both times. So I don't know what that means about me. Um, but yeah, sorry. I made that, made this pregnancy about me again. Um, here we go. Here's the thing I'll say about my wife. She's absolutely like killing this pregnancy. Like, Oh shit. I can't really No, That's a bad way to put that. She's doing great. Uh, it's insane to watch her do what she's doing with her body. Um, but it's just like, we announced we were pregnant and everybody came out of the woodwork and just loaded us up with every horror story known to man of just like how bad their pregnancy was so i expected elena to just be projectile vomiting all the time like she was possessed and like i was committed to eating weird shit like oh i i bet she's only gonna like expired beef jerky with dunkaroo frosting which honestly i was like kind of excited about but she's had like none of that stuff she's been she's been doing well and um you know she's excited to just be done with it it's good that motherhood is coming so naturally to her though because fatherhood is not not in my wheelhouse so far uh give you an example this uh, you're hearing this podcast and we are now well under 30 days away from our due date so i've got to you know put together our hospital to go bag you know ready to get in the car and drive on over and poop out this kid and uh here's what i have packed in my bag so far welch's fruit snacks airplane bottles of liquor and my game boy so i have packed um, like I am an adult going to a kid's summer camp, I guess, uh, which is not a good move. Um, but that's how that bag is going to stay. I'm not going to lie to you. Like that's, that bag is pretty much set. <laughs> I don't know what to add to it. Uh, so that's probably what's going to be there with me when this baby comes. So enjoy that. Uh, baby's going to hop right into my arms and get a nice Nice, good old dad breath of Welch's fruit snacks and some hot vodka. That's good. That's a good way to join the world. Here's a, here's a baby update for me. Um, I had to go get my updated shots to be a dad. Um, what is it? The Tdap. So it's like tetanus and a bunch of other things that those letters represent, uh, which I don't 
truly understand why I had to get it. Like, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'll get whatever vaccine you want. I don't really care, but I'm just like, the tetanus one got me. It's like, like, why do I have to get the tetanus? Is the baby rusty? Like, what am I, what did I miss in our half hour parenting class? Uh, but got it. Got it. So that was also my first doctor visit in a decade. Uh, and that is being generous. I think it's actually 12 years. I haven't seen uh, a doctor. So I had to go through and get a primary care physician. Still have not seen the doctor. Technically, I saw the uh, the registered nurse um, there on staff. And um, she put her finger in my butt. I was, I'm going to leave that there for a hot second. Um, she put her finger in my butt. So... Here's a here's an ongoing thing. If you've been, I don't know if you've listened to this show for a while, you probably know that I am like a a bleeder. I've been I bleed like my fingers bleed. I've had blood come out of my nipples, uh, my belly button. But the most concerning one is uh, for the past few years, I've had some blood in the turlet after I do matusies, but it, it's always like gone away. So I've never seen a doctor about it because it's like anytime i was getting ready to go to the doctor i was like okay it's been three days webmd said you should probably go to the hospital after three days the three-day mark would hit and it would be like the blood would be light enough where i'd be like well i'm on the upswing let's see what happens after six so it would eventually take care of itself but this also happened to be going on during the roast of rochester so, which is nice because in the green room, there's the, the bathroom for all the comedians to share and hang out. So anybody that used the bathroom got to see the nice red ring that I left in the toilet. Like, uh, I was a, a young girl unprepared for the, the world in, in middle school, but, um, uh, left that mark on the, uh, <laughs> with Carlson. That will be, uh, my, uh, that stain's going to stay there. That's, that's. That's my legacy at that comedy club, so sorry. But anyways, cut to uh, going to the doctor, and I, saw, I mentioned it. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, my family has hemorrhoids, so I just assume it's that. And, you know, I also I thought it might be like an anal fissure or something like that. Like, I've just got like a really, like, I don't know, sensitive anus. <laughs> no, that's not what you want to describe yourself as. All right, we'll isolate that clip a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I told the doctor that, and she just casually was like, yeah, so we'll just do a rectal exam. And I was like, uh, what? And so, uh, yeah, got that. Got, uh, got that finger up the old, the old poop ski there. And um, I wish I could tell you that it was like, you know, it was horrible. Or I wish I could tell you it was some, like, revelation. Right where I was like, I can't believe I've been missing this for so long. It was just like, it was a minor inconvenience. She has, she had small hands, so that helped. Um, but she did recommend that I have to go and get blood work done, and I gotta go see another person about it, uh, which is never good. You know, the doctor's office. You always want that to be a single visit. You don't want them to have to bring in their friends. That's uh, that's usually not a good sign. So I don't know who I got recommended to, but I'm 
God, I just I should have asked her. I was like, can I? Do you have a picture of their hands? Because this person's hand is definitely going in my butt as well. I mean, that's I'm not only having one finger in my butt this year. That that's gonna be it's gonna be a team team that are sticking their their digits in there and feeling around. That was a and that was a weird that was a weird portion of it because there if you've never had a rectal exam, let me. Um, you can just shut off the podcast right now if you wanted to, but if you want to know what it's like, they do the outside check, which is just kind of like, you know, it feels like if you were washing up in the shower and your hand, you know, was asleep, giving you the, the stranger is what I'm saying. But they, they, she warns you, you know, that uh, it's, she's going, she's going in. And then it's like, uh, Oh, she did like a rocket power move on me. You know, she gave me the old woogity in there. I don't know. I'm sure that that was advice. I mean, she's a medical professional. It just is like, I don't know. She was giving me like a, like, hey, if if it was like a baby, you know, you're like, oh, look, I'm an octopus. Like, that's, that's what it felt like in there. But it wasn't unpleasant. It wasn't pleasant. Um, no, it was just like middle of the road. But... Let's get into some better stuff. Stuff you can't eat with Shane. I figured I'd end up with this. I haven't done that in a while because I'm lazy. But the, the, I found this while I was on my internet travels. The perfect example of this bit and the never-ending contradiction, which is food and diet and big science and big fat brain, is uh, I saw this study. came out. It said plant-based diets slash heart disease risk in young adults and older women and first of all you know not you know no hate to the older ladies but i don't really give a shit about them like the young adults thing that's what got me clicking so i clicked around in there and it said eating a nutritious plant-based diet could slash slash the risk of heart disease by more than half which is exciting for me because during that doctor visit, we talked about my family history and every single person that's ever been at Allen has heart disease is what I'm finding out. So um, if the butt stuff doesn't take me out, it's the heart stuff. So this was good. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm maybe I'm, maybe I'll be okay. Cause I'm, I'm a fat vegetarian. Then I saw this, this is two clicks after eating hummus in excess can cause gastro and intestinal inflammation and i just like was like oh you know you know when you have that galaxy brain moment where things just come together it's like oh my god this makes so much sense because i think the the bleeding of my butt happened around the same time that i discovered that i like hummus a lot like to the fact like to the point where um if i don't have anything to dip in it guess guess what my fingers will work. It's not a good habit. It's gross. Um, but that's that's what it is. I eat a shit ton of hummus, and it's good, but apparently not good for you. Um, the study, this is nutritionist Heather Hanks, no relation. Uh, she said that hummus is made from chickpeas, which are a legume. Thanks, Thanks Heather. Um, these can be hard to digest for many people and can induce GI inflammation. This uh, can cause irritable bowel syndrome, pain in the intestines, uh, and gas, diarrhea, and constipation. But it didn't say 
um, anal bleeding for Shane Allen, which was unfortunate, but it does explain a lot of other issues. It's like, hey, great. I can switch to a plant-based diet and, you know, my heart health will be better. But uh, if you want to eat the good stuff like chickpeas and hummus, your butt is going to blow up. You're going to have big old fat, small intestines, inflammation, and you're going to have irritable bowel syndrome and diarrhea. So it's like, which, which, which part of your torso do you want to be good? I just don't know. I don't know what to eat ever. Um, it sucks. But here's another study I found. The keto diet, this is going to surprise you guys, is not all it's cracked up to be. (laughs) A new study has found that the keto diet could do a lot of damage to long-term health, including causing heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and even Alzheimer's disease. Which those are like the big four, I'd say. Those are some big ones. If you're going to do a Mount Rushmore of diseases you don't want, those are probably up there. I'm sorry, HIV, but I feel like we figured you out. The rest of these, like, no, no, thank you. I just, you know, that was shocking to me. I'm seeing, you know, I've got a few friends that have done the, the keto diet, and they'll send me pictures of what they're eating, where they're just, like, dipping bacon into butter, and they're like, oh, this is great. I'm losing weight. Like, okay. I'm surprised that uh, just drinking whole milk like that and chugging half and half like it's nothing, that's, uh, that's unhealthy. I, I, truly, I truly couldn't believe it. So thanks, thanks to science once again. Uh, my only hope to survive on this earth is if somebody just comes, comes up with a nutritional pill that I can just take every single day and not have to worry about eating because everything we eat is killing us. So that's the point of stuff you can't eat with Shane. This has been my portion of the Gentleman's Club podcast. I hope you liked it. If not, then I don't know what to tell you. Okay? Sorry. <laughs>